In this episode of the Cube Command Podcast, we're talking Star Wars, Star Wars, and more Star Wars. So much stuff was released, and we're going to cover it all. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya. And I'm Nick. I'm Nathan. And this is the show where you can chill with us as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoia Studios and part of the Savoia Media Network. To find our shows, just go to SavoiaMedia.com. Okay, we're a little late to the party here because so much a stuff. I just just the tight. It's like a day or two, I think. Right? I, I think we're behind by like two months. Two months? Hey, was that how long quarantine was? We've only been here for like two months, right? And I wish. Hey, wake up, Tommy. Wake up, Tommy. Don't go it's don't almost lunch again, Tommy. <laughs> wake up. Yo, so. Yes. There's been a, there's been a lot of uh, announcements. Disney just dropped an entire bombshell two months ago. And uh, they ended up adding more to it like later, which is actually why it was a good reason we delayed this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to those later, and then Nick has a special super secret question he won't tell us about, so I guess during that'll the, be last. During the discussion. Okay, during the discussion. Um, so I guess, Nathan, you could probably start us off with the shows, since that's like the most Bro. apparent thing. Yeah, there was so many shows. That, a, that's about a good it. List. <laughs> good list. There's a long list. <laughs> Yeah, I, w- I wasn't prepared for this many. Uh, I forgot. I forgot how many were exactly like announced because um, some of them were like actually in finished pr- with production. Some of them were almost done, and some th- literally just have a title. So uh, the first one, uh, yeah, Mando season three. Oh, yeah, is it really holiday twenty twenty two? That's what the, the assumption is because Mando season one and season two were both in the holidays. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, which we're going to talk about just a little bit later, is supposed to be um, the holidays for this year. Well, they're going to push Mando back to 22, is the assumption. Interesting. And they're probably just going to let the water settle a bit after Luke took Grogu (laughs) to go train. Also, spoilers for Mando Season 2 for this part. Uh, Grogu has a name. His name is Grogu. Luke Skywalker showed up and took him to be somewhere. The homie Luke. We haven't actually <laughs> emotionally processed that whole episode on the podcast. Yeah, the, the, so much. Like, after Mando Season 2, like, they had, like, um, they're kind of keeping a lot of the stuff under NDA and whatever. So, wasn't it was, like, a couple days after the last episode of Mandalorian? Or was it before Season 2 it, dropped? It was before. Okay, it was it before. Was like, it was like a week or two weeks before the finale. But they held back Book of Boba Fett. Yes, that was the end credit scene for Mando. Yep. They didn't do an end credit scene before, did they? In Mando. Nope. That was the first one. They did it to tease a show, though. They did, yeah. Um, Nick, how far did you go with Mando? Uh, On six. Six? Okay. Yeah. I am so sorry that I... <laughs> No, I, I'm still gonna watch it though. I'm still watching. Nick it actually doesn't I care mean, if you spoil seen, things. Uh oh. I'm sure. I was, I was gonna see it, and then like if it's like an actual like movie or show, like the Avengers or something, like I didn't see any of that, I would be mad. But no, not Mando, because all the spoilers are pretty much out already. But you spoiled, I spoiled it for myself. You spoiled Rise of Skywalker for yourself. 
I did, didn't I? Because I actually didn't care for that. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. I really didn't care. <laughs> I didn't watch that movie until, like uh, even when it was released. I, how long did it take me? It took me like six, seven months? Pretty much until the next year is when I decided to watch it. I mean, it feels like a lot of this might actually be damage control from the sequel trilogy. Like, I, I don't want to be overly like pessimistic, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of this is post Return of the Jedi. It's yeah, it's filling, it is in, that gap. filling in that thirty year gap. Ah, uh, honestly, they should have okay. done it before. Yeah, um, they should have built up to it. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think it's actually a good idea they're delaying Mando season two or season three because um, they fi- they finished that arc, you know, the two season arc with Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, they set up they perfectly set up everything for the next season. Yeah, like the notes I wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Mandal- retaking Mandalore, what's going to happen with Bo-Katan and the Darksaber, that's all perfectly set up. They have so much potential conflict three. for their... I, I love it. Um, I want to see Darksaber. You that's will see Darksaber. Go watch Clone Wars. <laughs> Go that's watch the last the two episodes. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I um, mean, heck, I'll watch the Clone Wars again. I don't mind. That'll be my fourth time watching it in a row. I mean, True. you're kind of getting more Clone Wars because the Bad Batch... Uh, it's coming this year. It Next one be. on this list that's coming. That trailer looks soon, so actually. good. It that does. trailer looks so good. I, I, that's funny. Well, um, earlier today I saw a screenshot comparing the animation style of the first season of Clone Wars with what they can do now with An- like with two pictures of Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's so, so different. Like it, it looks different. so much better. Yeah. There we go. Like, you don't think about it when you watch it because it's like, oh, okay, it's 3D animation, whatever. But if you actually compare it and they're actually going further than what Clone Wars went with the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's a Bad Batch? That was the special Stormtrooper unit that all had special enhancements. Mm-hmm. Very unique in their personalities. Very. <laughs> like, like yeah. the Clone Wars themselves, they had, like, personalities, but... It it was kind of hard to describe them, like pick them off until they did their actions. But the Bad Batch, you can see their personality, like visually and the way they carry themselves. I like that. Honestly, one of them looks like Rambo, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> the long long hair mullet thing, and then the red bandana. I was like, yo, this guy's my favorite already. I, I think it's hilarious how they're all voiced by D. Bradley Baker still, though. <laughs> but they're so like, distinctly I mean, that's the different. clone classic, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Talk about split personality, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, it's going to be nice hearing his voice again, I gotta say. It's also going to be nice to see uh, the, the overall story with this, because it's probably going to talk about why there weren't many clone troopers going into the Empire. True. Well, didn't we when see they all some... got replaced with stormtroopers. Weren't there some in the trailer, though? Like some clones? Yeah, but that was like the start of the Empire. Right. But you know, by the time episode four rolls around, they're all just normal people. Yeah, that's true. They started, it's like the, em- the Emperor hated, um, he hated aliens and he hated clones. I don't remember if this is the Legends or if it's canon again or something, but I do remember seeing that the Emperor wanted humans for stormtroopers and humans only so we're probably going to see that that's kind of the gist that and their aging they would have been all 
dying out by that time anyway. Oh yeah, so are we going to see I saw you put Cody in the notes. Um Yeah, Cody is the one storm or clone trooper that we do not have his story complete because we have Rex's story complete. He goes on to fight in the Battle of Endor. We have the story of Gregor and Wolf complete. We have the story of Fox complete. Cody is like the one notable stormtrooper that just doesn't have a a finished story. We don't know his fate in all of canon. I feel like he was always like the lesser like importance in terms of priority because like they gave him like almost nothing to do in the last arc of Clone Wars. Well, yeah, he but he was supposed to be with Obi Wan on Utapau. Yeah, but I like. I feel like that, like, you're probably right that he's going to be in the Bad Batch because, like, if they wanted to close out his character, that would have been the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, he was in uh, Revenge of the Sith, right? So... Yes. And he, but he turned. So if he's going to be in the Bad Batch, he, they're gonna, it's going to have to involve something about taking out his chip or he's going to be an antagonist. Well, characters like Commander Fox... He was still under Order 66. He he accidentally shot Darth Vader, and Darth Vader kind of sliced him in two. Oh. So that's his story complete. <laughs> oh, that's tidy. Neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. But we just, like, out of every clone trooper with a proper name, we just don't know what happened to Cody, and that's probably going to be figured out in this show. <laughs> do you think they're going to be bounty hunters? So you put that in the notes, too. Like, they do seem skeptical about the whole Empire thing. True. You saw that in the trailer. Yeah. It's just kind of oh. like, it It seems fitting for them. So that's probably where they're going to go. My question uh-huh. about them being Order 66. Do you think since they were the Bad Batch, they didn't really think like, hey, we're, we're, we're not even going to bother giving them the chip to initiate order 66 so they're the batch that don't have it we don't know <laughs> that, that, that's because my they assumption did, they did have the enhanced aging which is a part of inhibitor chips okay but they weren't assigned to a jedi right they were off doing their own thing maybe their inhibitor chip is different and that's why they're so skeptical about em- em- being a part of an empire <laughs> Can you remind me what Echo's role in the Fives arc was? Was he present? In the Clone Wars, during the Citadel arc, we saw the death of Echo. A ship blew up and we assumed he died. But during the Bad Batch arc from the Clone Wars, or the final season of Clone Wars, they brought him back to life. And he was... They were pretty much hacking into his mind to get a bunch of uh, battle plans from the Republic. Kind of got turned to a cyborg. And they, yeah, and they brought him back. They Yeah, they turned him into a bit of a cyborg, and he went on to be with a bad batch. We don't see much of him in the trailer. He still has his inhibitor That's chip, true. too. Well, I was trying to remember if if he was pre- like if his presence in the fives arc where fives learns about the inhibitor chip, was he present to learn that information? No. Okay. <laughs> he was MIA at that point. Cause I was wondering if there might be an arc where the, they find out about the inhibitor chip and remove it. That's the question mark about Camino because we do see Camino and them grown up. Right. So they might go back there. 
some point during the story. I imagine they're going to do like like a a big mystery arc where they're trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. The only issue I have with that is that one, they've done that before in the Clone Wars, and two, the audience already knows where the mystery is going, so they have to find like a way, some other way to draw in the audience and keep suspense mystery wise and like lore wise i'm guessing which i'm sure they will i just don't know what it'll be it could play into them being bounty hunters also we do see fennec from mandalorian in the trailer for bad batch so they're probably hunting her for a job and that's the whole question of bounty hunting for them okay cool and uh i guess we already talked about book of boba fett didn't we we just kind of mentioned it all right, yeah. Book of Boba Fett is going to be a Boba Fett writing a book, apparently. He's going to become <laughs> a best-selling author. A journal. No, nah, he he uh he takes over Jabba's palace from uh, Bib Fortuna. Who's all fat. Who's fat and lazy and gets shot in the head with a shotgun. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and but, yeah, he's probably going to take over the Hut cartel. Yeah. While not being a Hut. Yeah, I, I remember how that's gonna go. <laughs> well, Jabba the Hutt still gonna... has relatives, so it could but be him trying to defend them. How many of them are alive? There's a lot of them, though, aren't there? Well, I mean, are like three of them got them? killed off in the Clone Wars. What happened to the, the annoying putt that no, that like he kept getting thrown in jail? That oh, Zoro. Yeah, he died. Oh, okay, good. Okay, uh, so Cad <laughs> uh, Bane killed him, right? Mm, yeah, no, no, he was. I think his. I think his girlfriend did. And then she sold him out to uh, yeah. Cad Bane. And then Cad Bane killed her. And then that's when Quinn Lavos and Obi-Wan were chasing them. That's what happened. Yep. All I remember was Cad, Gane. Cad Bane got rocked by a lightsaberless Obi-Wan. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay. Um, that's going to be December 20 uh, this year. It's going to be holiday yep. this year. It's going to be late this year. And we're assuming it's probably only going to be one season right now because it's an in-between. Um, but they can easily just keep going with it. I'm sure it won't be just yeah. one season, but true. And for the next ones, we really don't have much information on or footage. Well, some of them, at either. least. <laughs> yeah. I guess we can talk about the next one that we actually have information on. Andor. Andor. It's going to be following Cassian Andor from Rogue One, a character that I'm sure is very near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> After he got blown up by the Death Star laser <laughs> on Scarif. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's going to probably be following the early stages of the Rebellion and it forming to become the the big organization it was known for in Episode 4. See, that's what I, I kind of hope it focuses on more. I think Cassian is perfectly fine in the role he had in the movie, but I, I don't think I would want to watch him like as a primary character for every episode like he's probably going to be the main character like the one that the show revolves around but it's still going to probably feature a lot of mom mothma and bill organa yeah or bail organa (laughs) but we do know that there's going to be more than one season because k2so will be in the show but not in season one oh really okay that's interesting that they had that specific information released I know. <laughs> we already had the origin of K2SO done in a comic, so I guess they might 
uh, adapted the live action for season two. You know, this would be um, a good opportunity to to not only draw on audiences, but also develop something that was shown in Rebels, which is young Leia. True. Complete with uh, R2 and C-3PO. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see that, honestly. That sounds like something I'd be interested in. That would make me watch the show. True. That's a that's a character I actually care about <laughs> compared to Andor. Um, Nick, did you ever see Rogue One? Uh, no, I didn't. Well, correction, I didn't finish it. Really? I think I, I got like probably 20, 20 minutes into it, and then I didn't finish. I don't blame you. It's, it, kind, of it's kind of a it's kind of a tough watch if you're not into war stories. Yeah, like I knew what it was about, but I just I just kind of want to see from that perspective. I just couldn't finish it. It was okay, though. I, I, I'd i say, for the sake of lore, it's worth a watch if you actually care about that. Um, otherwise, Even I don't... Even then, there's not really that much lore. Yeah, besides the Death Star, that's literally it. Because everyone... Spoilers, everyone that's in the movie dies anyway, so I mean... Oh, no. I did not know that. <laughs> oh. A convenient way to explain them not being in episode four. Yeah, they could have oh, just thrown them on the Battle of Endor. <laughs> True. They did that with Rex. <laughs> That's true. And speaking of Rex, I wonder what our good pal Ahsoka is doing in her show. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh. in another show, uh, yeah, Ahsoka is getting a show. Yep. I, I just want to preface Excited. all the other ones by saying that um, the way they announced it, they literally had a gigantic image with all the logos just there. Like mm-hmm. They had about a dozen of them. And, and they didn't really put a lot of details near some of them. They just literally had the names, and that's all we had to infer from it. So Ahsoka is one of those shows that just had the logo, and that's it. We know it's going to be live action, though. Yeah, I think I'll be fine. And with it's going to be, it's going to be, she's going to be starred by the same person that played her in Mandalore. Yeah, Mandalorian. Cool. Rosario Dawson. Yes. Okay. She did. Good. I I liked her. Her people were angry that like her tendrils on her head were like short for some reason i didn't care yeah the first time i saw her it was like huh something's a little off but i understand that they can't really have her move around too much it's gonna be really (laughs) heavy and hurt her neck and stuff like that yeah like i imagine like from like the animations and stuff like that's fine but you know as far as live action (laughs) they they gotta keep it realistic to their perspectives yeah like the, the shortness is fine with me also it helps with action scenes yeah yeah they had ahsoka naturally does a lot of flips and twirls and whatever anyway so based on what like cosmetics wise she looks like a really good interpretation live action wise because they gave her the lightsabers it was really faithful to that the actress herself played a very good mature and weathered ahsoka so i have faith in it yeah and if mando what was it, episode five? Yeah. Episode five from season two. If that was the soft pilot, we're going to be seeing a live action Thrawn. That's true. And at- that's something I never would have thought would have happened ever. Oh, and extension, uh, Ezra, because he was sent away with Thrawn. So. Mm-hmm. And we'll see Sabine and probably more of the Rebels crew. Yo, what if they, <laughs> what if they pull a thing just to not use Ezra? Like they like said he died in a in the when the ship crashed or he got eaten by whales would, or something. I would be so mad <laughs> if he got eaten by space whales. 
if he got eaten by the pergil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, let me help you out and transfer you to the to the middle of the unknown regions. Oh wait, I'm hungry. Let me not eat the guy I was saving you from. <laughs> like, what guy? Kind of, I would laugh so hard. Up? I think it would be. I would actually pause the episode and start laughing if they found found a way to not include Ezra, and but bring in Thrawn, say that he survived. Like, I mean, Ezra did get sent away on a star destroyer full of stormtroopers and Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> That's rough. That's a rough situation to be in. So. Okay, next one, Rangers of the New Republic. Another show that essentially being spun off from Mandalorian again. Uh-huh. There's not really much to say about that one. We just it's, know it exists. Yeah. It's In fact, I'm, I'm just checking to make sure. Oh, oh, oh. Rangers of New Republic is going to... You remember in Season 2 of Mandalorian, that one pilot went to talk to Cara Dune? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to feature them. Yeah, those are the same guys that that saved them from the giant spider. Yes, they're there's probably going to feature that group of pilots. I hope they like add more characters cuz I mean those guys didn't really screen main character material to me. Oh, they're like, definitely going to add more. Yeah, I, I but... hope so. Um I'm sure at that point, we're definitely seeing Leia. I would be actually be a little upset if we didn't see at least a little bit of Leia. Yeah, we're going to see Leia. Um, Although, are is, are we going to have Billy Lord play Leia at that point? I mean, why have three versions of Leia when you can use the one you already used, right? Because even if they don't do the facial capture, you know. Billy Lord looks enough like Leia yeah. <laughs> or Carrie Fisher. She She was wearing the buns in the last movie. She was wearing the hair buns. It was either that one or Last Jedi where she was actually wearing the Leia hair, hair buns. I don't know. She can pull it off. I, I, I just think that this is they're using these as opportunities to fill in the gaps for not just or like not just the ones they introduced, but like for the the main characters too, like stuff they didn't they failed to elaborate on the sequel trilogy. Yeah, like especially talk about especially talk about the uh, power structure of the New Republic, which is probably what this show is going to talk about. I hate that they went they went ahead and created a new era of Star Wars and then destroyed it in the span of like five years. I know it's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> like what the prequels was fine because that was the point of the Star Wars story. This new era is supposed to be the rebirth of the of the universe in this mm-hmm. universe. So. And then they destroyed it. Freaking, they nuked all the New Republic planets in the first movie. I am so still angry about that. Well, to make you happy, Obi-Wan Kenobi is finally getting a show about him. (sighs) We had the rumors since the Disney deal that Obi-Wan Kenobi would be getting a movie. And after the, the box office failure of Solo, they probably decide to make it a show. I'll forever hate the uh, boycott solo movement. God, Solo was such a good movie. It was third favorite, but it's a really good movie. But I am glad that they're making it a show. It means we're technically getting more content with the same production values. Yes, I pre- like if it's going to be revolving around Obi Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. Pretty much all we know. We know Hayden Christensen's going to be in it. Yes, please. Please, we might have a rematch. That makes sense. 
Even if it's like a vision, I'd still take it. We might have Liam Neeson come back as Qui-Gon. I would say that, except for the fact that Liam Neeson actually did say recently that Star Wars has not approached, or Disney hasn't approached him about anything. It might not have yet. Because it's still in the very early, early, early stages. Maybe. Like, they were doing recent casting. Oh, were they? Okay. (laughs) They recently casted it. Well, he did say, like, Neeson goes on record a lot talking about how he thinks The Phantom Menace is underrated, so... I think it is. Yeah, I I think it's a decent movie. I don't think it's terrible. It's not Attack of the Clones, but um, I think... I wouldn't mind seeing it again. It's Liam Neeson. Yeah, he could he could come back to teach Obi Wan how to make how to be a Force ghost. Like they did mention that at the end of Revenge of the Sith. That's true. That that was the first teaser for a Kenobi show back in two thousand five. <laughs> what's Honestly, your though, Nick? What's your opinion on uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show? I'm just excited for it. I mean, Obi Wan was my uh, second favorite. Why isn't your first favorite? Windu. Oh. <laughs> also, I'm just glad Ewan McGregor is coming back to play him. Yeah, he's he looks so excited to play him. He was so excited. <laughs> like in interviews and stuff, like he just gushes about how much fun it was to be Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to be Obi Wan Kenobi? They did have him during the presentation actually come on stage and say, "Would you like to play Obi Wan Kenobi again in your own show?" And just the biggest grin came up on his face. <laughs> See, why can't why can't like producers do that? You know, they they bring red the OG or ask the OG cats just like, hey, you're interested again? Instead of like just continuously recasting new people, instead of asking like the original, you know? That, to, that gets to me sometimes. Well, they're starting to pay really, more attention. They don't really recast too much in Star Wars though. That's what I appreciate. It's only situations where they have to, like Luke or yeah. Leia. Even then, they still had Luke voice him. Or yeah. they still had uh, Mark Hamill voice. Yeah. It's just somebody else who did the, the motions. <laughs> yeah, they're always pretty faithful keeping the... Like, say what you want about the, the sequels, they still kept the original actors. You know, mm-hmm. Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker were still inside the robot suits. So, yeah, uh... Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably my most hyped one, I think. I think that yeah. one, Book of Boba Fett, it's, are probably my two favorites so far. Like, Ahsoka, I'm just excited about because I love, I love Grand Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he's a good character. Like, literally was... on my desk is a Thrawn book. <laughs> and I do have two, I have Survivor's Quest, which is a book about Luke Skywalker and Thrawn. I have that as a signed copy, and I have Thrawn Ascendancy, which is a canon book, also mm-hmm. as a signed copy. <laughs> I love that character. Nice. Oh, they're they're filling up like every like spectrum of the fan base is getting their fill because we have um, for the people who love the old Republic. Well, we're gonna get to that. The old Republic, like the Sith and Jedi lore, is the acolyte. It's going to be High Republic. High Republic, okay. It's going to be the very tail end of the High Republic. 100 years before the Phantom Menace. It, it is the earliest part in the, in the movie saga that we're going to see. It'll probably be about the two Sith at the time. 
but it will it will be the last appearance of Sith until the Phantom Menace. It could feature Plagueis. It could finally bring him in the canon. Finally show us why freaking Sidious does what he does, or maybe at the very end it'll hint at the how the conception of Anakin came about, maybe. Who I mean, knows? we already kind of have that answered, but it'll probably feature Darth Plagueis and Darth Tenebris, which was Plagueis Master in Legends. Or they could change up, change that up. They're definitely going to have Plagueis, though. That's going to be the fun part. I want to see them go so far back to get to the part where they're using the proton packs for the for the lightsabers. <laughs> What's your opinion, Nick? I I don't know. Okay. At this point, it's vastly. I don't have any knowledge of this. So I'm listening to you guys <laughs> and getting knowledge from that. You're pretty much a listener of the podcast right now. At, at this here. moment, I am now the viewer, <laughs> like everyone else. The first live show you're listening to. It. I mean, I'm learning as this goes on, so if I have questions, I'll ask. Ooh. All right, take some notes then. Or right, Nathan's going to have a PowerPoint ready. Yo, no, I'm not. <laughs> have a, a long stick. And this right here, Exhibit A, is what we call This is ABY. That stands for After the Battle of Yavin. Write that down. Oh, gosh. You all will be tested on this um, on Friday. I hate tests. You really will, though. So, I mean, I hope you are taking those. So... Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what? <laughs> I am not taking a test. Get you. Well, I hope you're not taking a test on Rogue Squadron because we know absolutely nothing about that movie. Yeah, nothing. We just know it's going to be a, uh, a good old Starfighter movie, actually. This is a movie. So it's we know gonna... what the era is? No. No? Actually. They literally just said spaceships and oh, dipped. Wait. The next Star Wars feature set for the big screen will make history as the first franchise to be helmed by a female director, Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. Oh, Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Will usher in a future era of the galaxy. So based off that, first of all, it's going to be a series. It's going to be probably a trilogy of movies. And it might be with future era of the galaxy. It's probably going to be post episode nine. I know it'll probably have Poe Dameron in it. I know. That's not my issue. (laughs) (laughs) I I like Poe Dameron. I know it's going to be sequel era, but it should be fine. It should be good. Wonder Woman was a good movie, was it not? Wonder Woman 1 was a good movie. Yes. (laughs) Point taken. (laughs) Apparently Wonder Woman 2 is messy. That's my only, that's my issue. I heard that there were really good sections in it, though. Good sections, but I heard the plot itself is messy. Yeah. And which you can't really blame that on the director, though. Yeah. No, Patty Jenkins is a fine director. My, my problem is that I, I think they should really let it sit a little bit. Let the reception of the sequel trilogy kind of like level out a little bit and develop that era before they move on to the next one. True. But oddly enough, this is the only thing on the list with a concrete date. Bruh. December 22nd of 2023. So specific. (laughs) I know. Like, they're so set on this being ready in three years. Okay. I mean, if if that's what they want to go with, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an open mind about it. I just, 
I just think they should uh, develop what they have already done so far. Um, maybe, maybe they might actually use this as a way to develop the the new new republic. Gosh, before I start, before I go into anything <laughs> else, Nick, do you? What was the question you had? You had a question, huh? Oh, Is it about it was, any of the stuff yet? No, it was it's about about the Wonder Woman. <laughs> Uh, you go ahead. What was your question? I was just gonna say. I mean, you guys saw that that random clip of her just lassoing lightning. No, for no reason. Are you talking about the one oh. where she like lassos it and then uses it to jump in the air? Yeah, even though she was already flying, it was just so random. I was just like, oh, that's kind of cool, but why? Why did you need a lasso and then <laughs> swing with the lightning? I don't. Bolt I don't think she can fly flying. in the movies. She did fly in that scene. She was. Oh, then also, I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Also, another was, thing about Rogue Squadron. Random scene she was. I don't know. We're talking about Wonder Woman date. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was off topic. That's all we're talking about. Just another Let's go back. thing I saw is uh, Jenkins told IGN in an interview about Rogue Squadron. They're doing it with a bunch of... Uh, they're, they're referencing the old Rogue Squadron books for this project. Um, those were supposed to be pre episode four. Yes, but they're gonna they're gonna change a little bit. <laughs> it's like moving Thor Thrawn between eras. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So well. I know those books were good. So probably the story is gonna be good. I what I what I would like if it's its own contained thing, I can live with it. If if it's a good small story. Because I don't think you should be making the next giant arc out of a starfighter pilot movie. I, I think if you know if it's its own thing with its own developed characters, mm. and they do a little bit of world building in the background, I think I'll like it. But the thing is, it'll probably have Poe Dameron in it, if not for just a, a little bit. That's fine. Uh, Poe's actually one of the things I liked about the sequel trilogy. It'll probably have cameos from... The characters from Star Wars Resistance, if you remember that show. Is that a good or bad thing? Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it, so... It wasn't bad, but it wasn't like Clone Wars. All I know is that the guy who voices the main character is going to be voicing Nightwing in Gotham Knights. That's a, literally the only thing I know about the, <laughs> the show. Yeah, that's pretty much all we know about Rogue Squadron. So if you like, if you like Starfighters... No, isn't isn't Ray supposed to be the best star pilot? So isn't she going to be? She's she's going to be the main character. Ray, so how is she? A, how is she a good <laughs> pilot, man? She's the best. It's stated she's the best pilot mechanic in Jedi. So how? When to, did she fly? She flew the source. She got a triple shot with the Millennium Falcon upside down, second time sitting in the cockpit. No question. You know what, Tommy? You better oh, stop man. talking before I move you to AFK. <laughs> Because we're talking about the untitled Takai Watiti movie. That's all we know about it. <laughs> if you love Thor Ragnarok, look forward to this. <laughs> Bro, I really hope it's weird. Like, Honestly, I just want Ragnarok it to be really weird. Was weird. I, I or, want this to be one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. Please. Why? Ex- explain. You know, Taika Watiti. Look- yeah. He is currently working on thor love and thunder which i am i'm looking forward to that one so much that one just sounds like a really fun movie and i hope this one is just as fun i mean he has 
you know, he directed a good number of the Mandalorian episodes, so mm-hmm. he we already was have IG Eleven. Yeah, and so, we all know how much we loved IG Eleven. Yeah, he was one of the best characters. So he has a track record we can pull from in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. So I'd say like out a lot of the projects, I have some of the most confidence in this one, just and because Kathleen of the director Kennedy alone. Kennedy went on record saying. Uh, Takai's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. And I hope that is a promise. <laughs> I I wish he, he would do like make like a Gungan the antagonist or something. Or like make Jar Jar the that antagonist. He <laughs> I I re- I actually just thought of that. I really hope he does that. Because he he knows how to play to the strengths of like goofy fun characters, uh-huh. and put weird twists on them that like work for some reason. So yep, um, but yeah, that's gonna be a really fun movie. And then uh, the next one, did you order this like by relevance or dates or? Well, the article I pulled from, I just went down the list. Oh okay, so yeah, um, Lando <laughs> Calrissian's getting a show for some reason. We don't know. When it's going to be set. That is the tagline of this entire podcast. <laughs> we have no know. idea what's <laughs> happening. We don't know if it's going to have Billy D. Williams or Donald Glover. We don't know if it's going to have both. We don't know if it's going to be post-episode 9, pre-episode 9. Pretty sure it's going to be... solo pre-solo. <laughs> it's going to be we Childish no Gambino. It's going to be uh, Donald Glover. Gambino. But they do have a set up for a story w- with him traveling with uh i think it was jaina to help her find her family oh i forgot her name was jaina i thought of jaina solo that's yeah that's what i think too <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm a little really hurt. do a good job with that <laughs> i'm a little hurt now <laughs> i'm very hurt <laughs> didn't go with jason and jaina <laughs> but enough enough <laughs> now they did technically go with jason hate. They did go with Jason a little bit. Yeah, but they should have just called him Jason. But enough of the hate because Star Wars Visions is going to be cool. Uh, what is Star Wars Visions? Um, the description on this article says, Lucasfilm will expand its canon beyond CG animations with Visions, a collection of 10 short films celebrating the galaxy through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Yo... We're finally getting a Star Wars anime? And offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. The films will be created by leading Japanese anime studios, the specifics of which are to be revealed. We're going to have Dragon Ball Z in the Star Wars universe. (laughs) Yo! Bro, we're definitely going to have a Dragon Ball Z style episode, though. We're going to have one like Naruto, one like One Piece. And one like Sonic one X, like, you know, the best anime. Oh my god, Sonic <laughs> X, and then Attack on Titan as well. <laughs> this is going to be best great. anime. Boy, I have one about Pokemon. Ew. Can we get a Yu-Gi-Oh! one where they're playing cards, please? No. They play like the they're Star playing... Wars cards from like <laughs> the <laughs> early 2000s. Lando just playing us a Bach for an <laughs> <Yeah>. hour. <laughs> Bro, I can, you know, that would be kind of cool, a Dragon Ball version, the Force. I could definitely play out pretty smoothly. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. They could do that if they did a, uh, the, the ancient Sith and Jedi stuff when they are like super hardcore, you know? Like they if they just like fly around with the Force and 
Yeah, no lightsabers. No lightsabers, just complete force attacks and stuff. Uh, I think that'd be dope. But there's not like a set era for this. It's probably just going to be whatever stories the studios want to tell in whatever era, whatever part of the Star Wars timeline they want to pick. We could have an anime-style Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Please. Uh, would they reanimate be stuff that happened before? Well, I mean, they did it with... um. Uh, what was the um? You remember the YouTube shorts they did? Oh, Galaxy of Adventures or something like that, or something like that. Uh, Forces of Destiny. Forces, yeah, for yeah, they did reanimate some of those. I guess you're right. Who knows? Maybe they could if that's the story the studio wants to tell. There's not enough 2D animation for Star Wars. It really isn't. Yeah, I really like the old one. The old the Clone, Wars? Clone Wars, the old yeah yeah like like that animation that two D animation that they did, mm-hmm. that one I I think I like that more than what they did for Force Destiny. Well, Forces of Destiny was just supposed to be something easy they put out just to just some content for promo. Yeah, it, it was on a lower budget and it was on YouTube. So yeah, it did fill in some story things actually, but there was a um. There was a fan project a couple years back that uh, made a, a three anime intros based on the three trilogies with mm. like anime intro music. And <laughs> looking at it, I thought it was actually actually like fit really well for some reason. Yeah. And so hearing this news, it's, it's kind of refreshing. That's what it reminded me of. I'm sorry. Like I'm still stuck <laughs> on the uh the, the the Clone Wars animated ones. Not the not the one with like with the three D, but the two D mm-hmm. one. That that style reminded me of Samurai Jack. I'm assuming that might be the same studio that made that. Maybe. They were I'm sure they were. It, it looks very similar, stuff. so it probably is. And Look it uh, up. I, I really do like that. Yeah, Nathan, when you said other animation styles and you didn't specify anime yet, my first thought was uh uh, Ardman Animation Studios, who did Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> I got my hopes up for that a little bit. <laughs> Finds out that they did that in Japan, so it's technically an anime style. Bro, they're making British cartoons in Japan? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's next on the list? Droid Story. Oh, uh, yeah, that's just going to be a kid show. I, I think it's going to be funny. Just the droids just acting up with each other. Like that yeah. one uh, Ark and Clone it's Wars. A- it's an animation series just featuring R2 and 3PO. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you guys this ever is going to be a kid show. They actually, they did that before. You guys ever watch it? Uh, Star Wars droids? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't remember. It was... Um, is that what it was called? Yeah, it was just called droids. Um, it was a 2D animated style of R- R- R2 and 3PO going between different owners before episode 4, but it was kind of weird because they should have been under the uh the ownership of Bail Organa. So oh, was I that, see it. Was that before? Yep. That's when it came out. That's why. <laughs> yep, it was uh it, it was yeah, it was before the, the the prequels, so it's non-canon, but I I think it was kind of fun because it, it actually they were still the main characters and stuff and they had discount that, Luke Skywalker as like their owner. That's that old <laughs> animation. That's that Transformers GI Joe old animation. Old, yep. that, that's what it looks like. Hey, actually, that, back that in the memory. day, it was it was good. I Heck like yeah, it. Yeah, that's like it's like He Man too. I like that. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw the Droid Story logo. 
we have three things that we just know nothing about. We just know the directors. All right. And before people throw a fit, a uh, a trilogy directed by Ryan Johnson should not be <laughs> like the se- should not be like the sequel trilogy. It should be fully planned out. It should not have weird loose ends at the end of the first movie. It should be fine. We all know Ryan Johnson is a good director. Just the Last Jedi had a weird, weird setup. Look, we never actually had this discussion on the podcast. Um, but Ryan Johnson, I think, is a very good director. I, yes. well, Knives Out is one of my favorite movies I've watched. Knives Out had phenomenal reviews. Knives Out is a fantastic movie. The Last Jedi is a movie with a lot of good things in it, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think I love a lot of things about The Last Jedi, but as a whole, as a movie, I don't think it works, but there are plenty of things that I think it did right. Let's be honest here. The Force Awakens had a weird ending for a sequel. The, the Force well, the Force Awakens did it did everything right except for the ending because it did the mystery box thing that that JJ likes to do where he uh, likes to tell us about things that happen or could happen without actually developing the ideas themselves. Um, And it didn't, it clashed with Ryan Johnson's very um, down to earth and I guess he called analytical style of storytelling Mm -hmm. where he likes to give all the details and spell things out and then make twists and turns I don't think putting these direct these two directors. I'm not saying JJ's a bad director, but I don't think putting these two directors back to back in a trilogy is a very especially, good thing to do. Especially one that's not planned out. Yeah, it's not planned. Both of them, I, they both of them have made movies that I like. I like the Star Trek movies that JJ made. Um, the problem was with the management behind the, and the executive decisions behind the movies, deciding let's throw creativity out the window and just kind of write what's going on on a chalkboard as it's happening. Yeah. Well, he said the Ryan Johnson trilogy, he was, he was promised this trilogy before uh, The Last Jedi even came out. So uh, he's had plenty of time to kind of plan his way out and see what he's worked probably, with The Last Jedi and hopefully move forward. He's probably working very closely with the story team to put a proper story into place that fits with the world that he's making. So, yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> I I was a little apprehensive because I'm like the guy. The guy's movie hasn't even come out and yet, and you're going to give him a trilogy. I think that's a little preemptive. But I think I think the fact that it hasn't even come out, we haven't heard nothing about it. It's literally had time to simmer for so long is a good sign. So let's be honest here. Having the Force Awakens end with Rey giving the lightsaber to Luke was a terrible terrible decision i think it had potential though i it wasn't gr- it wasn't a, ver- a very good way to end the movie because it didn't leave it left too much to the imagination um i don't necessarily agree how ryan took the reins in a complete left turn instead of finding a good middle ground but I at least respect that he tried to do something different um, I just think I, I think it was a little too ambitious given the parameters of the story that I think what he would have been trying to do would probably have been better if he had total control 
over what yeah. was going on. And I think he probably should have respected what came before, before going in his complete direction, which is why I think he'll probably excel more in this trilogy than with The Last Jedi. Yeah, I just, it's just something that I think about every now and again, like having Rey meet Luke at the very end almost forces the movie to start right there. Yeah. Having Luke be missing for 10 years is weird. There's not a really good explanation for that besides what Ryan did. I would agree that um, Ryan did his best to create a equally compelling story than the, like, compared to what was introduced in the original trilogy. But I think that I think that he maybe should have thought out how it, not only how it connects, but with how it's compared to the rest of the movie because um, I think he forgot that star wars stories are supposed to have other plots that are equally as compelling because we get things like the canto bite scene the canto bite side story and then the chase scene that was just running in circles with nowhere to go compared to the really like the the emotionally driven stuff that was with luke and ray that people wanted to see more of because they want their questions answered but two-thirds of the movie is bogging down which is why i said earlier i don't think it works as a movie in the complete sense yeah i think a movie not only should respect what came before but work as a cognitive uh machine in its own right and it, it doesn't um because he he was he wanted to tell a luke and ray story but he had to do something with the other characters and he didn't know what to do with them yeah so um yeah like we said That's, him having complete control of this new trilogy is it's gonna be good maybe he'll make a knives out in star wars <laughs> <laughs> have added the armis and uh chris evans duking it out in the lightsaber battle well speaking of chris evans and you know marvel and whatnot kevin feige is directing a movie and kevin feige for those who don't know is the head of marvel <laughs> or at least the mcu He's the uh the the puzzle maker of the MCU. They should have done this earlier. Why didn't they bring the man on like ten years ago? But it, it better late than never, I guess. He's he's here yeah. to 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 bring new directions. Kevin Feige has won of won over so much trust over what he did with Marvel. Mm hmm. Um. Do we know anything about the movie? Nope. Okay. We just cool. we just know that <laughs> it's happening. And same with. JD Dillard. I haven't heard of him. I have no idea who that is. Um, he made Slight Sweetheart and The Outsider. Oh, and he's working with Matt Owens, who wrote Agents of Shield. I I'm not familiar with it. I know what Agents of Shield is. I'm not familiar with any of what you just said though. Yeah, I don't I haven't heard of him, but it'll probably be good. Oh. I mean, I I don't think it's safe to say that yet. We we don't know. I mean, like I mean, what are the chances of failure? Considering it's Star Wars, kind of high actually, given the track A record. Star Wars movie. Honest. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Star, Star yeah, Wars does better in the shows department for you know visual entertainment. <laughs> Would you get mad at me if I said that I think that um, excluding the spinoff movies, I think that three point five of the Star Wars movies are legitimately good films. <laughs> Honestly, Roughly. I I kind of think the same. 
maybe like half half the movies like half a solid movies. four and a half <laughs> that's fair that's not a good track <laughs> that's not a good track record compared to stuff like lord of the rings or something i know but, <laughs> but we have reason to be hopeful because they have people like kevin feige you know we got one more one more thing <laughs> we don't really know much about this new star wars video game that's been announced uh yeah EA exclusivity ends in two years and that's probably when it's going to come out. It's going to be published by, what was the Supermassive Studios? Uh, or Massive Entertainment. Massive Entertainment. And it's going to be an open world Star Wars game. GTA. GTA. Made by it's the It's going to be more like The Division. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't know what we're going to do. It was said to be in a new era. Ah, it's going to be the Rogue Squadron era. Could be. We don't could know. be old republic. Oh, true. They could literally put it in any era and I'll still play it. And... <laughs> true. I just, I just kind of hope it's not in the Skywalker saga. Eh, it depends on how much money they want to make. They want to be ambitious. They want to make a load, boatloads of cash. It's I can't, can't wait to have see one or the well, other. I mean, if they market it as old republic, it's going to make so much money. Yeah, because I mean the, the the old republic games, Knights of the Republic, they're very popular. Um, they just got another surge of popularity due to being released on Steam for free. One of them did. I know. I remember which one. This is what I've been waiting for. I just want to explore the galaxy on my, make my own way through the galaxy. You know, hopefully they have mm -hmm. custom characters, factions. They're probably going to have a canon path, but they're probably going to let you do whatever you want. Just like with KOTOR and whatnot. That's true. They did specify that it's going to be story-based role-playing. I'm sure they're going to have an online mode. It would be a waste if they didn't. Mm -hmm. Although it could just be something like Fallout or Skyrim. I wouldn't be upset with that. See, like, I struggle to play those games, but if it's a Star Wars world, I'm going to force myself to play it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why are your eyes bleeding, Nathan? It's Star Wars! <laughs> like, bro, you haven't turned your PC off in four days. Honestly, I'll probably play it on... It's probably going to come out on PS5 and Xbox Series X. I, I don't see that I wouldn't release it on PC, though. They release everything else on PC alongside well, it. Well, I mean, I'd rather play it in my living room than... Oh, in true. My... <laughs> my Man, dad. that means I gotta get a PS5. The heck no, I'm buying that on PC. <laughs> get that. <laughs> I'm gonna play with do. a keyboard and mouse. Nerd. No, I'm playing Bro, I, uh, I have one. I can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all the Star Wars news. Yep, all of it. So yeah, th there's so much freaking crap we're gonna have to be shoving down our throats, bro. <laughs> the next two years for Star Wars. Are we nuts? Yeah. All hey right. Nick, what was your question? Yeah, what, what was your question? Oh, that was a question from earlier about the uh, a Wonder Woman. Uh, no, no, the Bad Batch. Oh. Literally, it was just saying, like, would they still have the chips? Oh. That was your super secret question? Bruh. Well, don't leave us now. He gets up right when I said that. Anyway. <laughs> We're firing Nick effective immediately. Oh, he been fired. He just won't leave. <laughs> True. Yeah, that's that's all the news we have. Um, Plenty of Star Wars stuff. And plenty of stuff coming from Cube Command because if you follow our podcast on any podcast app, we got plenty of episodes coming up. Our hundred episodes coming up, and fifteen more episodes. Uh, and yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. We're gonna have something big planned. 
and the YouTube channel is going strong right now. That's Cube Command on YouTube. We're playing more games. Mario 35 is up right now, and Dead by Daylight's coming in three days after this podcast comes out. Yeah, Nathan just made a happy face. So <laughs> look, we on I the lookout that for that. It was in limbo. <laughs> it's been in limbo, but now it's out, and it it showed us how low it can go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the the uh, Q Command brand is going strong. We just had, uh, we just made a, a a public Discord. Hop on, play some game with us, kind of chill out. Uh, the link there is in our link tree, which you can find on any of our social medias. And the description to this podcast. How many of us stream? All four of us, right? All four of us stream. What's your Twitch, Nathan? It is twitch.tv slash knackthegost. That is N-A-C, the ghost. All right. You can watch him play Dead by Daylight and probably not League anymore. Uh, probably not. <laughs> um, League is kind of doo-doo. <laughs> Nick streams. Iconic one. That's I-I-K-N-I-K one. Uh, you can also watch my Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Tomantio, T-O-M-A-N-T-I-O. And I usually play like Phasmophobia. I want to stream Minecraft at some point. We've been playing a lot of Minecraft. I like Minecraft. <laughs> Minecraft's good. And what is also good is the Savoy Media Network because we are a part of the Savoy Media Network and produced by Savoy Studios. Just go to SavoyMedia.com to find all of our shows. And we're also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Just go to techpodcast.com. Okay. That's all the time we have in this episode. My name is Thomas Savoya. And I'm Nate. I'm Nathan. This has been the Cube Command Podcast. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry, what's that? Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are, you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBECOMMAND to get your first month of hosting free.